Hey, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil DiPentino. Um, you know, some people have a really difficult time with prospecting, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, you're afraid to make the cold call or you just don't have the right techniques to, to, to do the prospecting. Um, I like cold calling. I like prospecting, but and I think I do it okay, but I know I don't do it as well as our next guest. He's been in operations and biz dev like forever. Uh, he's a consultant with the company that he owns, and he just authored a book uh, called The Sales Professional's Survival Guide, a blueprint for tactical prospecting. All the way from Atlanta, Georgia, welcome today, Mike Russo. Mike, welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here, Neil. Oh, by the way, it's La Russo. A lot, oh, man, what I do, I, you know, I I practice these things, and, uh, That's okay. <laughs> and then I go and I screw it up. I don't have you on the screen right now. Here we go. The first, I, part, the first part is separated a little, maybe not. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, you're going to get, you, I don't know, you probably hear this all the time, but I saw your name and I was thinking Karate Kid. And then yeah. I saw your picture. I said, well, no, that's not, that's Daniel LaRusso, not my Michael son. LaRusso. Your Daniel son. LaRusso. All right, there I'm you sorry, go. my son, my, uh, my younger brother is a spitting image of, uh, of the actor. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's incredible, yeah. Very good, but, but that uh, was like an iconic movie for the time, right? I, I have in my, in just in my pictures, a little video of when he uh, moves to the next level in the tournament and they put LaRusso up on the sign. Uh -huh. And I send it to my son every time he does something well. It's oh, that's like, awesome. Hey, you <laughs> I love that. I love that. I thought you were going to say you superimpose your, your face onto the, the, the thing. <laughs> no, right? Not that much. No, okay. I'm very big into movie clips, but go ahead. There you go. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate you being on the show today. You, uh, Man, I tell you what, you've done a, a ton of biz dev over the years. I was looking mm -hmm. at your profile in LinkedIn. And uh, I mean, so you've got a great background. And that's what we'd love to have on our show is people like yourself who you know have that kind of experience, who can bring that experience. Uh, uh, not only to other business people, the people that you work with, but also to mm -hmm. the people that are, uh, you know, listening to our show today. So want to get into that a little bit with you here in a bit. But before sure. we do that, uh, Mike, give us a little background on yourself. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about you. Well, I'm out of Atlanta. I've been down here about 20 years. Uh, my profession is sales, uh, focusing on, like you said, business development. Been doing it for 40 years, many different capacities. Uh, and I was usually hired if I was hired as a consultant, which was part of the time, it was more like an independent contractor. And I was brought in to either build a territory, move a new product, or uh, actually do data analysis to find where they're missing sales revenue. And it's a bunch of different things, just anything to generate new business. Um, and as I was doing that, uh, I was always on a shorter, uh, short-term contract, you know, like a six-month contract. So I had to produce quickly. And that's where I came up with the new prospecting methodologies just so I could survive. And I did it for years and years. It was all um, intuition, all in my head. And um, as time went on, I realized that, you know, maybe I could formalize these steps and put them down in writing. And that was the original uh, inspiration for the book. But it went made way beyond that as well, because um, in the 40 years, I've seen a lot of changes. Some of them others, um, are um, for the better, but mostly uh, it's taking control of sales professionals and using up all their time so it affects business development. So the changes haven't been uh, productive and some of them, you know, things that are existing that haven't changed in 40 years are certainly not productive. So I added that into the book and it's really three different sections where it's, um, one is she's showing the profession itself and the obstacles that sales professionals face. The second is the prospecting methodology that would cure a lot of the problems and lastly, I created uh, metrics uh, equations 
that uh, can be used to, to gauge the productivity in a realistic fashion. And those three things together, uh, it creates a whole revolutionary view of how to do sales. That's awesome. I mean, you know, I got, I've been in sales and marketing now for uh, nearly, well, a little over 40 years, actually. And uh, I can remember the first sales job that I had. Um, you know, I actually kind of lied. They asked me if I sold before and I told them no. I mean, I told them yes. And I had That's never it. sold a stick in my life, but I went and bought a book to learn how to sell, uh, which, but it didn't really give me a whole, I mean, give me some information, some basic stuff like that, but you really don't learn a lot until you get into it. And I can remember the second job I had, um, you know, they hired me and I said, now what? And they said, well, go sell something. That was my introduction into sales. That's, you know, I think where a, a lot of companies are when they, with, with their training, but you take it a step further. Tell us a little bit about your process and how you go about. Well, uh, let me ask you a question first. When you, you had those jobs, did you do well? Were you able to kind of figure things out and I did well because I have have this bubbly personality. Um, yep. no, I'm just kidding. No, I you know I initially. <laughs> no, I'm going to bring up a point that, and there's a reason, and it relates to my methodology. Okay. Yeah. Initially, uh, not I, so much, but you know, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry for interrupting, but uh, you figured it out, and yeah. you're able to yeah figure how to develop business, identify opportunities, and build off of them. And in the book, uh, the methodology. Tactical prospecting is a philosophy, but it's also a tactic, and that's the foundation for what's called the alliance process. And the whole thing is built on generating a network of allies that have a business development mentality. And what that is, it's explained in detail in the book, but it's basically, um, you've run into people who just, they can identify an opportunity, they can negotiate anything, they just have an innate sense to do these things. And they're out and they're not necessarily just in the sales profession. They could be your gardener, they could be the garbage man. There's some people that just have it. And um, what the book is based on, the, the methodology is based on is identifying these people. So the methodology, the tactical prospecting, the key feature of that is you, instead of what's typical and you, you know, you, you're given a product as a sales professional, you say go sell it and you try and identify businesses that can buy it. You don't do it that way. You identify people who can help you sell it, having access to targets that you want to sell to. And what, by doing that, it eliminates a dozen obstacles with each prospect that you're going after, and it, the, the productivity is exponential. You said that um, you identify people who can help you with a sale. Can you maybe go a little bit deeper into that and what that sure. might look like? Um, a typical prospecting method is you learn the product, you identify who can potentially buy it. Maybe you get a list of 100 businesses. And then you try and communicate with them every which way possible. Email, call, knock on the doors. And of the 100, maybe you'll get two appointments. And that's being generous. Um, so you identify. And the, the closing ratio of that type of appointment is, is very low. But now think of it this way. What if you had instead a network of what I call allies. And these are people who have connections to those type of customers that you want to go after. They can be an IT consultant. They can be um, a sales professional in a different industry, but sells to the same decision maker. So you have complementary products. The whole point is either through their brain, through their database, or through their account base, they have contacts that are your target customer. Now, what if you had three or four or five of these and you say, hey, Neil, um, I have this product and it's targeted, it can do this, and it can sell this type of customer. And you, with your business development mindset, you know, of my 300 accounts, I know these two or three or four that could absolutely use that. And now you have the connection in. All the obstacles are removed. 
And now if I get those two appointments, I get it and I knock out 98% of my time in the randomization method of cold calling. Mm-hmm. That's basically the idea. I, I love that. I, I, I'm just thinking as you're talking about not necessarily sales, uh, but like, you know, in my career and finding new, new jobs, I can honestly say that I, I probably from the first job be, after the first job, that pretty much every job I ever had beyond that was because of somebody I knew who, you know, knew somebody who knew of something that was available, that type of thing. And sales is really kind of the same way. I really agree with everything that you're saying there. I mean, it's so much easier when you, I, I always love this, when you know a guy that can get you, know you to guy. where you, you know a guy, get you where you want to go, right? And now you, when you have that person with the business development mindset, and that's the key to it, um, it opens up a, a myriad of different mechanisms you can employ to generate more business in a collaborative way. And there's things called lead exchanges, mini expos, uh, resource sharing. I have this all in the book where it just, again, the, the key to succeeding in sales and what isn't explained mm-hmm. in sales training or the books is time. And you have to produce in the quickest amount of time possible. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll give you an example. If I have one person cold calling and it takes them a week to gain one appointment, and I have another person using my method and it takes them five minutes to gain one appointment, but you can only gain one appointment. Of course, you're going to go with the shorter method because now you have all this extra time to do these other things. That's basically the metric used in this method where um, – the most I can produce in one hour, and I use the one-hour time frame. So it's it's as if 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 I'm using a methodology and I don't see the productivity love coming out of it after an hour, I adjust it or change it. I don't wait till I put a month's worth of work into it and I realize that uh, you know I get one or two or three appointments. Now, also in terms of the appointment ratio, the success rate is exponential. The type of customer has an exponential closing ratio as well because it's just a more powerful customer. And I'll give you a great example. I, I use in the book, um, like I said, I'll explain problems. I'll offer the solutions, the methodology to solve the prospecting and the metrics. But I also bind it all together with the hundreds of sales situations I've been in. Small anecdotes that support everything I'm saying. And the one I just described to you, I was, it was the end of a day and one of my colleagues came into my office and he had his arms triumphant in the air and said, I made 74 phone calls today and I got two appointments. And I said to him, I got two appointments today. I didn't make any phone calls. And that was the truth. Now, here's the problem. If both of us stood in front of our manager and said the story, I would be reprimanded and he would be rewarded. Right. And that's the, the, the uh, thing you have to overcome in the sales profession that right. is very difficult to overcome. Yeah. Now, I've seen I've seen that myself in my own personal experience. I've applied for jobs where they tell you, well, you got to make 50 calls a day by phone. You need to be, uh, you know, in the streets visiting, you know, 20 people. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, I do need to eat. I need to see my wife. I, you know, I have all these other things I, I need to do. And it's only 24 hours a day. How do you accomplish something like that? You and know? it's funny because the metrics I create in these equations blow those things up because hmm. there's no real reality to it. They'll just mm-hmm. throw numbers out that have been thrown out for years. I'll give you a perfect example. And these are, there's a hundred of them, but I love these. Um, I, I worked with a colleague and his target was um, the Fortune 500. And his boss was telling him, you are expected to make a hundred calls a day. And I'm like, you'll be done in five days. 
<laughs> your target is the Fortune 500. I yeah. said, what does he expect you to do next week? He goes, go to the right. top of the list. Start all so over again. Call, you're going to call GM every Monday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And for what, right? And for what? And, you yeah. know, I've had even more basic metrics where I showed my bosses, you know, I'm supposed to knock on 100 doors a day. But in my database, I only had 2,000 potential prospects in my territory. And I said, I'll be done in 20 days. Not that you could even do that. Right. You know, in right. this day and age. So a lot of those metrics are blown up. I use real metrics to prove mm. my point. And the best part of it all, Neil, is I've done it. It's not like I'm using somebody else's methodology and trying to promote it. Because let me step back to when I had the consulting positions and I was on six-month contracts, um, I couldn't use the typical method. Because I'm, I had to learn the product, find the customer, sell it, and do it all within that period, or I'd starve. Mm -hmm. So I had to come up with new ways to sell quickly. Right. And that's where it came from. I mean, if I knocked on 100 doors a day, I mean, what if I'm selling a product that had a six-month sales cycle? I'm on a six-month yeah. contract. I'm, do yeah. I'm doomed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So No, I, I totally get it. I agree with everything that you said, and I've experienced it myself. I was working for a company. Um Many years ago, uh, I started as vice president of sales. I walked into the office and we had a, a young lady there. Her name is Amity. And she was like, we called her teeth because she could like, she was a closer. She was really a hard worker. Right. But initially I was like, well, tell me about your job. Tell me about what you're doing. And she said, and same thing you were saying, all these calls all day long. It was like, how long are the calls? Well, the calls are usually about one minute long. So that means you're not connecting, right? Uh, and when you do connect, what are you doing? Well, you know, I, I, don't know. I don't know. I just talk. And I'm like, well, okay, how about we cut that down and you actually start reaching out to people and having a decent conversation with them about what we do. And well, that's not how I was taught. Well, now we're going to change that, you know? So I kind of got that, but you mentioned this uh, earlier on. It's like, uh, some people will be reprimanded for that. So how do you get past that? If you're a salesperson, you're dealing with a boss like that. The, the way I got past it, when I'm a consultant, you're a little bit more objective because you're independent, so I can get away with a little bit more. But let's relate it to an employee. You have to, you have to hide it. Yeah. yeah, you literally have to hide it and pretend you're doing the other thing. And um, it, here's what it comes down to: uh, it's human nature in a way, because sales is you're in a performance-based compensation profession, and you're being controlled by management or people who are in a guaranteed salary position. And that's the crux of it. So they're doing what makes them look good to keep their money, but it affects you and you suffer the consequence. That's the survival guide aspect of the book. It's financial survival. And when I was writing the book, it was you know more of, let me just put down steps and salespeople, this will help them. It'll have a literally a step like building an engine. It's not pie in the sky type of superficialities. But as I was doing it, it almost became a cathartic experience because in the 40 years I've been working, uh, especially with the consultant organizations, 95% uh, of them don't exist anymore. And not a single one of them is gone because of a lack of sales. And that's the crux. That's mm -hmm. the problem of it. Mm -hmm. So they continually uh, present the same type of prospecting methods to develop new business. They don't work. And, you know, sales is the highest churn profession there is. Yeah. And I've worked at organizations where literally 100% of the sales force has been turned off. Yep. Yep. And you know what happens? Management gets gets rewarded for that because it looks yeah. like they're being tough. 
Right. Now just right. imagine that was any other department in a, imagine the accounting department turned over a hundred percent all the time. Hmm. <laughs> They'd be going to the manager to say, what the hell, what the heck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's everyone's crazy. quitting or being fired. So <laughs> that's crazy. So I try to, I try to create a, a, a defense of sales professionals and I support it with what I, you know, what I've experienced and what actually works. Fantastic. So let me ask you about a little bit more about the book. So who was the book really, who was the book written for and who is, who could benefit from reading your book? What, the, the book was written uh, specifically for students of sales. Now let me, that's the general term, but if you were in, drilled down, it's for sales students who, um, you know, colleges have sales degrees, which mm-hmm. I came across while I was writing the book. And I, right. I saw a couple of interns where I work. I'm like, oh my gosh. They're, they're being taught the same thing. Yeah. So I, I made it more like a textbook, but also um, corporate executives, mm-hmm. because in a funny way, they're both suffering the same thing. They don't know what the heck's going on in their sales world for different reasons. And when I did consulting work, I originally had, would have an um, initial meeting with the CEO, the EVP, and they loved it. And they got everything I told them because they weren't getting accurate information. And then I was handed down to a lower level salesperson who not salesperson, sales manager who completely blew up everything I did. So it was more of protection from, you know, things changing. But the sales student doesn't have the experience. And they're, Mm -hmm. from what I've seen, they're being taught the same gobbledygook. Right, right. Knocking on a hundred doors and they'll, they'll hear a Thomas Edison anecdote about perseverance and it doesn't teach you anything. Right. You know, where mine is, it's literally step by step. It's like, like I said, it's building something. I love that. And I, you know, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's not necessarily 100% new information. It's just information that people refuse to look at. And I like the way that you've put it in a textbook type form where people can maybe understand a little bit more. Um, I mean, because people, you know, that's how we think. We think linear to some extent. And mm-hmm. and so to have it in that way, I mean, I wish I would have something like this when I was first getting into sales because I gave you my story and, uh, you know, I succeeded, but that was only through, you know, strong will. It wasn't because I knew anything, you know. Strong will, exactly. And you figured yeah. things out and that's part of it. You know, a lot of the sales training or, or even sales books. It, this is actually humorous to me because of my background with the book. I'll be sitting in a sales training. And when it comes to the prospecting portion, they, they skirt by it as fast as possible. And they never address it. They may take somebody else's method, you know, touch upon it. And then they always have you sitting in front of the customer. That's the training starts. Right, right. And to me, it's like, I don't, I don't need to train that because it's thinking on your feet is the, the important thing. And I can't set you up for every, every potential obstacle you're going to face in front of a customer. Right. You've got to figure it out. But I can show you how to get into that customer. Yeah. And that's the important part. And okay. what I put in my book with my sales methodology, this prospecting methodology, is 90% of the deal is closed during the prospecting. The right. last 10% is just negotiation. Because wow. all of those obstacles, like I said, are eliminated doing it my way. 
I love it. I can't wait to read the book. I mean, it sounds that sounds awesome. I mean, I, I really I I have tried every method in the, on the planet. I've listened to every you know uh, speaker, uh, some of the the best sellers on the planet. You know, with their pod with their podcast. But back in my day, it was a cassette. Uh, you know, in the car while you're driving to the next well, place. Sure. You know that type of thing. Uh, yeah. But you know, it's like nobody ever explained it that way. And you're and you're absolutely right. Training usually does start when you're in the room. It doesn't start with the prospect. It never. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're and that, you're right. It's the key. I mean, how can you pitch something to somebody if you can't get in and talk to them in the first place? If I was showing you how to teaching you how to build an engine, a car engine, would I say it all comes down to perseverance? Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, useless. Uh, yeah. Or, or you yeah. have to look the mechanic in the eye. Or, you know, yeah. it's like <laughs> I love that. That's a great analogy. And, I love that. And that, and that's what's out there. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You know, you're absolutely right. So, well, look at we're getting close to the end of our time and you've got so much information. I'd love to, you know, sit here and talk with you more. Is there any kind of final thought you'd like to offer our audience? This is for any sort of uh, generic sales student. If you want to learn a different way to succeed in sales, this is it. And it's completely uh, opposite of everything you've probably heard or felt, not felt, heard or, or saw. Mm-hmm. You might have felt it and couldn't understand why nobody would allow you to do certain things that made sense. This will yeah. support. Fantastic. That's yeah. awesome. And I really appreciate you being on the show. How do we get in contact with you? How do we get the book? Uh, it's on Amazon. Uh, you can look under the title, um, the Sales Professional Survival Guide, or um, my website, uh, com or um, on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Well, Mike, thank you so much. And I'm uh, LaRusso. I apologize for messing <laughs> up. Yet. You know, I got to tell you, I practice like names like and I always mess it up. I don't know why. I just I, I'm just I'm so sorry does. about that. But I'll well, never if forget it, wasn't it for the karate kid. I'd have to change it. probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll never forget it now. That's for sure. Well, thanks for right. being our show. And that is our I'll show for today. So thrilled y'all could be with us. Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at TitanMediaWorks.com. That's works spelled W. O-R-X. And check out all of our other great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at smallbusinessdelivered.com. Until next time, have a great day. Look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye.